Welcome to the Desert Street Podcast, the podcast helping you develop forex trading skills for more freedom. I'm your host, Etienne Kret. Let's get started right away. My journey in trading started by accident. I moved to London having obtained a first class degree honors and um, I started life in the city as a journalist. And I, well, freelance for a number of um, uh, publications like The Guardian, did a bit of work for The Telegraph and The Big Issue. Um, and I really enjoyed my work, but it just did not pay the bills. And while I was watching many of my peers who had got into white collar professions like law, banking, accountancy, you name it, they were earning a lot more than me and they sure as hell were having a lot more fun than I was. And um, I thought to myself, well, what if there's a way where I can make a good amount of money and really just um, engineer my life uh, to how I want it to be. And in fact, financial markets trading actually fulfilled that pretty well. So I gave it a go. I went to a two-hour um, preview. I signed up to the course at the end, and I did the course eventually, and I sucked at it. In fact, I was so terrible at trading that I managed to blow up account after account after account. I was very arrogant with the market, despite doing very well um, in my grades with grades at school and degree and everything like that and being published by a myriad of publications um, I unfortunately imported that um, ego um, into trading and obviously <laughs> financial markets don't really care about you or how good you are or how clever you are they will just do their own thing so I had to eat a very um, hefty dose of humble pie um, after about two years of struggling um, I realized that, hey, I'm way too far into this now to give up. And um, I stuck at it and stuck at it and um, really kind of like developed a style which enabled me to trade the higher time frames where I could essentially have less time spent in front of the screen and less emotional rigmarole attached to my trades and get potentially more return from doing less. And that for me was the sweet spot. And um, I managed to... Um, gain a decent track record um, since about 2008, 2009 and then onwards. And um, the rest is history, really. I've really just become a uh, an expert, so to say, in end-of-day trading. It's pretty boring, I must confess. And um, yeah, it's extremely boring. But trading doesn't have to be exciting or interesting. And as I've got all this free time as a result of trading from little more than like 10 to uh, 30 minutes a day. I'm no um, natural born trader by just uh, the only difference between me and a lot of people who eventually uh, get chewed up and spat out by the market is that I stuck in it and I persevered and I'm a very patient person and I've forced myself to become disciplined. That's the only difference. I'm nothing special, quite frankly. Fourteen, fifteen years ago, I was up at 5am, seven days a week pretty much every day of the year and working hard as a dairy farmer but no longer. Yes I am a technical trader and I am a price action trader but I tend to sort of just look at candle patterns and candle shapes and look at the price itself. I think it's really important that people look at the actual numerical value of the price and the reason I say that is I use a lot of round numbers like numbers that end in 00 or 50 as support and resistance levels and that helps my trading a lot because it can be a level that you can benefit from by having a stop loss protected by a zero zero level or a profit target just before one if you're buying 
I do use a, a couple of indicators, but barely much just horizontal support and resistance levels because they're something that everybody can see. I'm not a fan of moving averages and MACDs and RSIs and all that sort of thing. And I also only ever look for a trade upon the completion of a candle. So if I'm trading, let's say a daily chart, it's only at the close of the day. If it's a four hour chart, only at the close of the four hour candle. So it really, what that does is it allows us to have a life and allows us to travel and do things and you know, fly helicopters and all these other things outside of just sitting watching charts all day long. Because when people say to me, how are you still trading after 14 years? I think one of the answers is I don't sit watching the charts all day long. And so for me, it's still a buzz and it's still exciting because it's not a tie. I think that's a really important thing to have as part of your trading. Most of the time, if you take the fiddling around with trades, you know, that people do out of the equation and you put your trade in because of reason, you've taken it for a reason after all. You've got your stop loss set for a reason. So let the trade, let the market do its thing. And the vast majority of times, that's probably far better in the long run than fiddling with trades and bringing emotions into it. So what I'm looking at doing is mostly continuation patterns. So what I mean by that is, let's say as an example, you had a big uptrend mm -hmm. and then the market pulls back and then I get a candle pattern or a signal to go long again, to buy again. I'm preferring to take that type of trade because what it's doing is it's buying with the overall direction, but after a retracement. So it means I'm getting in the market at a better price. So not only am I waiting for that retracement to happen, when I place the trade itself, I'm not just jumping in straight away at the close of the candle at the market. I'm still waiting for the price to retrace further back into that completed candle first and then get filled at a better price. It doesn't mean to say I need to be there because I'm placing limit orders, like buy limits or sell limits. So for me, that's a lot stronger signal than a reversal. Mm. And I do take reversals, but I need to take them when I've got multiple factors, almost like an A grade or an A plus grade setup, you know, with lots and lots of things backing the trade up. Because a reversal can look really dramatic on your chart if you had a, a huge uptrend and then you take a sell trade on a reversal. And yes, it looks really good when they work, but they are certainly a lower probability setup. Mm -hmm. So for me, a continuation pattern across all time frames is always a safer trade to take a safer type of candle pattern setup. Because at the end of the day, a lot of people, um, they have uh, full-time jobs and careers. And, you know, this is a misconception that people have, um, certainly when they're new to financial markets trading, is that they're going to uh, give up their day job and become a full-time trader, trading their tiny, itty-bitty uh, trading account of $1,000. If you think about it, Warren Buffett makes 20% return consistently a year, and he's one of the best investors um, this planet has seen um, over the course of the past few decades. Now, what gives someone the right uh, to basically make as much as he does in terms of return trading a thousand dollar trading account what well, everyone has the right to make money on their trading account what i'm simply saying is 20 percent a year is a very good return on your trading account and it's certainly achievable but if your account is tiny and you're making 20 percent on a thousand bucks you're making 200 dollars for the year this is why i find it absolutely ludicrous 
how people can say that they're going to make a full-time living trading, giving up their day job on their tiny little trading account. And lots of people fall into that mistake. So what I always say to people, then, you know, if you're busy with family, friends, you have a life as well, of course, your career, then the sweet spot is choosing a style of trading, which isn't necessarily any less profitable than intraday trading. In fact, that's been proven it's not, which can free up as much time as possible for you to actually do the more exciting things in life and the more fulfilling things in life, rather than just staring at a bunch of moving lines on the chart. So this is why end of day trading made a lot of sense to me, logically. And yeah, uh, there is this misconception that end of day trading is far less profitable than intraday trading, when it, that is absolute nonsense. The reason why people think that intraday trading is more profitable is because they're in front of the screen and they are subconsciously attributing time spent doing something with money, when in trading that link is completely smashed. Don't trade with money that you can't afford to lose. It's very, very important. Um, start small. The problem is with small accounts is people tend to um, uh, take bigger risks because they want to make money fast. What I would say to these kind of people is just simply, it's all about percentage gain, okay? If you can make 20% gain on $1,000, um, as you can on, say, a uh, million dollars in your trading account, that's as good as each other, really. Um, because if you do have a, if you're underfunded or undercapitalized and you are making consistent gains, no matter how, uh, how kind of small your trading account is, if you've got a good track record, um, big money will find you. Okay, whether you decide to have a following via social trading, whether you decide to um, make yourself known to investment banks, hedge funds, institutions, if you've got a good track record, they will take you on because they're all too aware of how difficult it is to make money in the markets, certainly for the retail trader. Um, so I would say if you're starting small, it's all about results, not monetary gain, all about percentage return. For me, it's a sweet spot. It's you get, you can get the the best the market can potentially give you and you've got time freed up so you can just have a life basically um yeah and that's that's really it for me in terms of end of day trading it just covers up those bases and i'm one of those people who you know a full-time career doing something scares the hell out of me um so <laughs> um, i thought trading and having an online business and a couple of other income streams uh, would be the sweet spot because the worst thing you can do is put pressure on yourself to obtain an outcome from the market because the market might just might not give that to you. You know, the market is an ass. It will do its thing regardless of who you are, how desperate or how deserving you are. It will just do its thing, whether it's in your favor or not. In terms of my typical routine um, I have on a day-to-day -day basis, um, I will simply scan the markets first thing in the morning. I'll go hit up the gym, go for a swim, um, see some friends in the afternoon for a coffee, do some businessy bits um, early afternoon, um, maybe do a bit of salsa dancing in the afternoon, or or if I'm single, I go on a date or something. And um, yeah, it's all very leisurely, all very socially focused, and um, I always like to have a few businessy bits in the offing as well. And then when it comes to the evening, I scan the markets and I see if there are any opportunities. If there are, great. If there aren't, fantastic. Because if there aren't any opportunities, I'm happy enough that at least I'm preserving my capital. Mm -hmm, which, mm -hmm. which goes back to the number one aim for any trader. Preserve capital. Second, make money. Never been to a shop yet and bought anything in pips. 
<laughs> you know, can you tell me how many pips that car costs? You know, you can't. So why do people worry about making pips? Because it's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have a two to one trade reward to risk trade on a monthly chart to make a thousand pips and risks 500. Mm-hmm. Or you can have a trade on a daily chart and make, you know, 100 pips and risk 50. It's still a two to one trade. But yeah. one person's made a thousand pips and the other's made 100 pips. Yeah. But and the trades are still identical in terms of their, their reward to risk. I don't trade personally anything lower than a four hour chart. So the standard MT4 charts that I trade would be a four hour chart, a daily, a weekly, and sometimes a monthly. But I've also got some great software that my clients have access to that allows us to create what are called non-standard charts. They're an offline chart on MT4. So I trade a lot of six hour, eight hour, and 12 hour charts as well. And also it means that we're not needing any extra time really because as an example, at the close of the daily chart, which is five o'clock New York time, 5 p.m. New York time, at that time I can look at the daily chart and then I can go down and look at the 12 hour, the eight hour, the six hour and the four hour charts all at that same time. So I'm going to be at my computer at that time anyway because I'm placing charts on the daily chart. So I don't need to, re- like it might take me an extra 10 minutes to scan through those other four time frames. And then six hours later, I'll look at the six hour chart again. And then a couple hours after that, I can look at an eight hour chart. And then four hours after that, I can then look at, which is then now 5 a.m. Eastern time, New York time. I can then look at the four, six, 12 hour charts again. Mm-hmm. So three, maybe four times in the day, if I'm at home to look, then that's all I need to look. The other beauty of it is, is because I'm not taking those trades as market orders, I don't actually have to be there at that exact time. If, mm-hmm. As an example, if I'm taking a trade on a 12 hour chart, you know, I'm giving that trade 12 hours to fill at that retracement order, right. that limit order. And so if I happen to not be there and for another hour or even two hours, very, very rarely would I have missed that trade. Like I always use the phrase for people, there are no prizes for trading more. You don't have to trade more. So when I was in America, it was weekly charts and daily charts. So I tried to look once a day at the daily chart over there, which was five o'clock in the evening because I was in the Eastern Standard Time Zone. Anyway, I was in North Carolina and Washington, DC. So I was in the exact same time zone. So I looked at five o'clock in the evening. And then the weekly charts, we just looked at once on their Sunday when the market opens at 5 p.m. Sunday. We looked at the weekly charts on the three Sundays I was there. And I placed just weekly charts three times and the daily charts when I was there. And there's a couple of days I couldn't do it because of travel, but the vast majority of the time I just placed once a day charts and that was it. And still came back with a 4% gain. Yeah, and that's using a quarter to a half percent risk per trade, so very low risk.